Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Bobby Maximus and Joe Sabula. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, Bobby. Good. We've got a pretty deep topic to cover today. Uh, There's been this, I want to say outrage in the last little bit over this term called toxic masculinity. And I want to say outrage because in the last three months, I want to say this is the first that I've heard of this term. I mean, outside of a psychology class or a sociology class, The term toxic masculinity has been around forever, but this is the first time I think I've really seen it thrust into the public eye and in the topic of conversation around many dinner tables. Yeah, for sure. And it it came forth because of a commercial, which is interesting too. Yeah, and 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 it's something that we've said with this podcast before. We want to help people be better. The, find different ways to better people's lives. And I think a lot of people expect from us that all we're going to do is talk about exercise, but we believe that there's a lot more to life than just exercising in a gym. And this is one of those bigger picture topics that frankly we didn't have this on our Uh, cue to talk about, but I think it's something that's really important to talk about, uh, especially amongst the male population. Well, and I think too, we talk about how the podcast is supposed to take what we do in the gym into the real world, right? And this is one of those things that when you see it in a gym setting, it is really obvious, you know, and there's, there's, there's all kinds of hilarious stereotypes of like gym bros and stuff. And so this, it's really prevalent there. Um, So the carryover into like outside of the gym life, is very, very strong. And and really, part of the reason we decided that we were going to cover this on the podcast is because we had spent like several conversations going back and forth about this. And then you finally just said, why don't we uh, why don't we just sit down and record this? And so here we are. So let's get to it. So let's start. I think part of the outrage, I think, that I've heard on uh, from people is that part of it stems from the fact that they're not really sure what toxic masculinity is. And I think there's this misconception that toxic masculinity means that all forms of being masculine are toxic. And that's not the case. Right. Could you give me a definition and our listeners a definition of what toxic masculinity is? Sure. And and this is just off of a a quick Google search, but this is a good definition. Uh, uh, Toxic or uh, hegemonic masculinity is defined as a practice that legitimizes powerful men's dominant position in society and justifies the subordination of the common male and female populations, as well as other marginalized ways of being a man. Okay, so how that reads to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, is toxic masculinity in this case is not talking about standard traits that you would, uh, I guess, equate with being a man. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that you like fighting. Maybe that you like football. Maybe that you're assertive. Right. Maybe that you're competitive. It sounds to me like this is just, I mean, referring to don't be an asshole would be the simplest way I could put it. Like (laughs) someone that is a bully or using a position of power to impose their will in in a negative way on others. That's how that kind of sounds to me. Yeah, and on anyone. So not just on women, though that's, I I think they tend to see that as the easy target in this conversation. But I mean, also the idea that you're, you're marginalizing people saying that they're not as manly as you are, or they're not manly the same way you are. So they're somehow less than you. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. And I think that helps clarify a lot of the issue because a lot of the outrage I feel has, has been from people who feel attacked simply for the, for the fact that they're a man. Right. Yeah. Like it, guys, it's okay to have a beard. 
that's fine. Like <laughs> that's that's yeah. not that's not what's being talked about here. It's not okay to abuse power. No, and we've also when we talk about abuse of power, we've bombarded with this Me Too movement, mm-hmm. uh, the R. Kelly allegations. It seems that more than ever before, there are all kinds of cases of sexual harassment uh, in the workplace. Most recently, I mean, and I think most notable would be what happened with the Dallas Mavericks. Right, uh, right. Their president of team operations uh, was heavily involved in all kinds of horrible sexual assault, sexual harassment type details came out of that camp. And honestly, some of the things that he said to some of his employees, frankly, were sickening. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe that a person in that, well, I should say I I can believe it because this is just the way people are, Mm -hmm. but, uh, or some people are, but it was pretty bad what he did to people. And so there's been this huge conscious awareness, I guess, of this type of behavior and how it's wrong. Well, and I think, too, you mentioned just in a workplace, like that's the CEO. But if you get hired on as an intern, they're going to force you to sit through hours upon hours of HR required video viewing and testing all about their sexual harassment policy. I mean, I made a training manual for my gym, like an employee manual, and there were 60 pages of sexual harassment policy. So there's no shortage of, of you know, litigation or rules or codes of conduct to follow. And especially to see the people at the top of that chain of command completely failing to embrace that is shocking. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a little bit about how this came about with the with the commercial, mm-hmm. if you will. And I'll tell you my experience, Joe. I had heard a lot about this Gillette ad campaign to essentially, it was being branded, I guess, as shave off your toxic masculinity. Yeah. And I had read all this stuff on Instagram, all this stuff on Twitter about how outraged men were, how they weren't allowed to be men anymore. And I kind of formed an opinion of what this commercial would be without even seeing it. And I kind of thought, here's another example of a man being attacked for just being a man and doing nothing wrong. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people just jump to that, too. So I watch the commercial. I decide to check it out. Mm hmm. And listen, if you are out there and you want to be offended that a corporate entity like Gillette is trying to tell you how to live your life uh, from a morality standpoint, I get it. But you should be a smart enough individual to not fall for a marketing ploy or a PR stunt or uh, listening to a brand to try and tell you how to live your life. Yeah, and I'll, so throw, I'll, I'll throw it out there and say that uh, we're going to go ahead and assume that you, the listener, are that smart. And if you're not, then just assume we're not really talking to you anyway. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you trust Pepsi or Coca-Cola or Monsanto or, uh, you know, CrossFit HQ or yeah. uh, any of these companies to try and tell you how to live your life and what's right or wrong. I mean, I would hope you're getting your moral, you know, you're aligning your moral compass elsewhere. Right. So that's the first thing. The second thing, shave off your toxic masculinity. I want to make it very clear that having a beard, in my mind, doesn't make you masculine or not masculine. Some of the most masculine people I've ever met have had beards. Mm -hmm. Some of the most masculine people I've met have been cleanly shaven. Some of the, I'm going to say least masculine people I've met have had beards. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't you can't just say that you're going to shave off your toxic masculinity. There's nothing wrong with having a beard. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. And I think some people implied that from the commercial. 
Yeah, or, or, really... or inferred that, yeah. Because that wasn't, I don't think that was the message at all, but that's what people wanted to be angry about. Wanted to see, and I didn't get that at all for the commercial, but I get how people could draw a line from A to B. Right. So now, the message of the commercial. I'm just going to go out here and say it. If you're offended by the message of that commercial, you have a serious problem and need to do some self-work. The message of the commercial was simply don't slap women's asses, don't catcall them, don't treat them with disrespect. And there also was a whole bullying scene. Right. Don't bully other people. I mean, when I when I hear that, I'm like, of course I wouldn't do that stuff. It doesn't seem that outrageous to me. I mean, I was expecting to watch this commercial and see something absurd. And after watching it, I'm like, so I shouldn't uh, bully people or treat others with disrespect. Wow, I'm really offended by this. I mean, it blew me away that something is as, as, as tame as that, I guess, or as clearly on the side of right versus wrong as you can be caused yeah. so much outrage. It's it's obvious to watch. Like, it, it, no matter where the source of that is, if somebody's like, hey, if you see somebody like uh, uh, the, the example from the commercial, a kid running and a bunch of other kids chasing him angrily, is it okay to just stand aside and let that happen and make excuses? excuses for the bad kids. No, absolutely not. Like we we don't like bullies in this country. We never have. And and we shouldn't just stand by and watch this stuff happen and we certainly shouldn't be encouraging each other. And it is just like you said, it is so obvious. And so here we are. But people are outraged by this. The the other thing that came out of this for me is I don't know if you remember with the Me Too movement, there was a bunch of men who said, "Well, I don't know how I'm supposed to talk around women anymore." <laughs> Yeah, And yeah. to me, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. Like, don't make sexual comments to somebody other than your wife or your girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, don't put people down. Don't uh, slap people's asses. I mean, bringing up the Mavericks thing again, allegedly, uh, Usuri, who is the president of the Mavericks, mm-hmm. said to a woman uh, during a work function, you're going to get gang banged tonight, aren't you? <laughs> and so, I mean, how the fuck do you defend that? I mean, we're laughing. <laughs> But who says that? So That's these ridiculous. guys that say, I don't know how to act around women now or I don't know what to say. Fuck off with that. Right. Like, you know what's right or wrong. And the example I always bring up is the guy who talks to a woman like that, who says rude things, who sexually harasses a woman. They would never be OK with the same behavior towards their sister. Yeah, exactly. So they know what's right and wrong. Exactly. It's not a ignorant situation. Right, right. And and I think that's one of the questions you should ask is like, how would you feel if that was your sister? Because if you feel differently, then you shouldn't be doing what, you, what you're doing. Well, that's exactly it. And all this Harvey Weinstein stuff that came out too. And I mean, he had sexually harassed a bunch of women. I've heard people try to defend the guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and from, from I don't know how I'm supposed to talk to a woman to my favorite, well, boys will be boys. Oh, I man. really want to change that. And it's insulting to me because mm-hmm. I don't behave like that. No. What do you mean boys will be boys? That, that, that automatically means, or men will be men, that automatically means that I'm going to behave like this. Right. Like, let's change it to assholes will be assholes. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it, otherwise, it's so dismissive. It just—it's like, well, I just don't have the the capacity to even wrap my mind around it. So I'm just going to brush it aside with a with a pithy remark and then pretend like it didn't happen. No, and it's 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 clearly not okay. But the sad thing is, is I've even heard women defend men's behavior by mm-hmm. saying this stuff. That's just a guy being a guy. All guys are like that. Or this is one of my favorites, the good old boys club, the place yes. where that behavior is encouraged and uh, uh, acceptable. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And, and I've had girls say that to me where they're like, all guys are like this. I'm like, I'm not like this. Yeah, no. I'm not, I'm not walking up to a girl in, in, in a bar and slapping her ass and telling her she needs to get laid. Right. Like, don't put that shit on me. Because when you say all guys are like this, I'm kind of included in that. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get offended. Exactly. Yeah. You want to trigger me, throw me in, a, in a, a grouping with a bunch of assholes. Yeah, for sure. And so a lot of these defenses that people use, well, all guys are like this. It's just the way they are. He didn't mean it. There's so many accommodations people make for this behavior. Bobby, what do you think is is an appropriate response? You're you're standing at a bar and, you know, maybe you're with a group of friends and some guy walks by and slaps your friend's ass. How does that play out? Well, now this is where I'm going to have a problem because my quote unquote toxic masculinity is going to come to the forefront. Flat out, I would punch the person in the face. That's how I deal with stuff. I'm not (laughs) saying that's right or wrong. That's just where I go. I was a professional fighter and generally people, when they feel threatened or they want to deal with the situation, they go to the position of strength. If you're rich, you deal with it with money. Yeah. If you're intelligent, you deal with it with your brain. Well, me, I'm not going to say I'm not intelligent, but I can fight Mm -hmm. and I can fight really well. I mean, that's one thing I am supremely confident on. I am fairly sure there's not many people walking around the street that can beat me up. So someone slaps my friend or my wife's ass or my sister's ass, man, I'm throwing punches and asking questions later. And you can call that toxic masculinity. You can say that I'm the bully. You can say that's how I deal with stuff. Now, what would be a better way to deal with that? Talk to the person. Tell them it's not okay. Uh, Maybe confront the person. I mean, I I don't know what the right answer there is. Mm But there's got to be something done. You can't I, I honestly, let that behavior go. I honestly think anything is better than inaction. You know, just letting that continue unchecked is a problem. We, we would probably all agree like, yes, we should we should confront the person from, I don't know, call it a place of, of brotherly love, give them a mild correction and then take it from there, right? Like, hey, dude, not cool, you know? Uh, let him escalate the situation. You don't have to, to, to throw fire on there, but you also don't have to sit back and just watch that happen and do nothing. No, and I think... I think that's why a lot of this stuff still happens because people just watch. I mean, it's almost there is a condition in psychology called the bystander syndrome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Uh, there was an original. Uh, they used this case to talk about it. I guess there was a girl being assaulted in New York. Uh, I, I believe it was in the 70s. I can't remember. I took this in school and she was screaming and no one came to her aid. And it was almost like everyone was paralyzed, like thinking somebody else was going to go help her right. or thinking somebody else was going to deal with it and no one dealt with it. And that's obviously an extreme case, but this happens so many times in offices, right. in gyms, in uh, you know relationships where somebody's doing something wrong and people don't confront them. And, and, and what it does is it almost gives the other person, the, the offender, if you will, it doesn't give them permission, but it certainly doesn't give them a cue to learn that this is not okay behavior. 
Right, right. It's almost like uh, uh, no correction is rewarding in a way. The other you know, part there's, 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 there's no price to their behavior, and so there's no reason for them not to continue doing it. No, there's, there's no check. Now, the other part of it I hear is people try to make an accommodation for people's behavior saying, well, this doesn't happen that much. Mm-hmm. I want to be very clear. This happens every single day. Yeah. And every single woman I have talked to has had an experience where they have been sexually harassed, mistreated. A guy slapped her ass and said something rude. I mean, this is common behavior, which mm-hmm. is Really sad that this kind of stuff is common. I mean, it's a really, to me, sad statement at the at the point of our society's at when this is more common than uncommon. But I'll hark back on something that 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 I always say: just because everybody's doing it, it doesn't make it right. Right, right. It, it, yeah, just because you, nobody's doing it doesn't make it wrong either. Yeah, and you don't have to like go out of your way to prove you're a man. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to like to 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 prove that you are a somehow superior being by putting other people down in any way, shape or form. Well, and here's another thing. What part? I mean, here's what I really want somebody to explain to me. What part of being an asshole to somebody or treating somebody like shit? How does that equate to being a man? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you want to prove that you're one of the boys. And so you start abusing power, domineering women, you know, controlling people through fear. Like, what does that have to do with being male? To me, that's the least manly thing you can do. I mean, by my definition. Right. But- and, and I feel like uh, somebody who's behaving that way. I mean, if you if you took the, the concept of masculinity, femininity out of this equation and you just saw a person who was acting like a bully, you would say that this person has insecurities. Yes. There, there, there's something that they don't like about themselves and they're trying to lash out at someone else to, to validate their own existence in some way, shape or form. And I think it just it, it, it's the types of behaviors that you see, you know, and that's why it's like a sexual thing. Is because I'm trying to prove my my virility. I'm I'm one of the boys. I'm desirable. I'm wanted. I'm powerful, right? And it's just it's it's overreaching. It's it's going too far to uh, to to validate oneself. Well, and I do get on, on that note. I do get that men are generally in a position of power. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for sure, physically, yeah. but uh, generally in the workplace place right now, it's it's a male dominated workplace still. Mm-hmm. Um, Men hold higher ranking positions. And so I get how this could be painted as a male behavior because the, the truth is uh, women aren't innocent in this. Um, there are some women who behave poorly and behave in this fashion. Mm-hmm. But it is more common for a man to do this to a woman than a woman to do this to a man. That's yeah, for, for sure. sure. Yeah. It's also more accepted, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that doesn't make it right by any means. But I I, I would feel like uh, and I don't have research to back it up, but it would not surprise me at all to find out that most of the cases of women domineering a man are just going unreported because a man doesn't doesn't want to admit that they were ever in that position. No, for sure. Which is a problem as well. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not there should be no shame in reporting that you're being bullied by a female. Right. Or a woman or a man. Well, and for that matter, like like the the whole Me Too thing isn't specific to women, right? Because like the the whole Kevin Spacey thing, and so I I think it's it's people backlashed against men claiming that using that hashtag, like that doesn't fix the problem either. Like that that's actually throwing uh, kerosene on a brush fire here. That's not the right response to that. Well, and this encourages this type of behavior to me because now you're saying, well, as a man, you should be tougher than that. You should just take it. Well, that's not true. No one should be subjected to that type 
of behavior. Right, right. I, I think as men, if we were willing, and, and I hate the phrase, but I mean, we have a privilege, you know, and especially uh, a white middle class, you know, uh, a male in our society has certain privileges. Like I, I have, will, will likely never experience what women experience, right? Like I'm not going to no, be treated hard. in that way and I'm not going to hear those comments. And, and that's a bit of a privilege to me, right? Well, and it's hard to speak on that. I mean, yeah, it, it drives me nuts when people talk about, I mean, if you're white, privileged, and you talk about racism. Yeah. And you talk about homophobia. Mm-hmm. And you talk about misogyny and, and say things like, well, it's not that bad. Well, it's not that bad to you because you've never had to deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. And these yeah. things or to somehow say, I don't think the problem is that bad. Well, guess what? It is that bad. Yeah. And yeah. these things are a massive problem. Yeah. And I think that the the aspect of having never experienced it, people assume it doesn't exist or that it's it's blown out of proportion because I never see it. I was like, well, of course not. You're not the victim of it. Right. So it doesn't make that doesn't make uh, doesn't make any of it right. And and so even the fact that you're getting uh, getting you know triggered or outraged over some of this stuff is really just pointing back to your own insecurities again. Well, you shouldn't be triggered. I mean, one of the things with this term triggered is I think we live in a society where people are looking to get triggered or looking to get offended. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What we need to do is open a dialogue. I mean, if if this commercial, for example, this comes out and this offends you, let's talk about it. Let's try to see what what, what is Gillette trying to say in this commercial? Yeah. Not just jump to your conclusions. And like I said, when someone that gets that defensive over something like this, I wonder about them. Like, do you do you really endorse these types of behaviors? Yeah. Like, do you are you that offended by a commercial that says be nice to people? Well, I don't know if you saw uh, Piers Morgan had a response to this. And and I don't remember exactly what the wording was. I kind of wish I had that right in front of me. But my my reaction to his reaction was, wait, you want men to be able to be abusive to women and for groups of kids to beat up weaker kids like that's that's where you went. That's your response. Like that's there's something wrong with you, dude. And these are behaviors that I thought, I mean, they're universally uh, outlawed in my household. I'll tell you that. I mean, yeah. I'll tell you growing up with my uh, my, my little guy and, and, and this is how I was brought up too. there were two things that were never acceptable. A, don't be a bully and B, treat women with respect. Yeah. Like I've never put hands on my 10 year old. He comes home. I found out he behaved in this manner. I might put hands on him. Yeah. I mean, like it's that much of a there, there's it's a black and white thing here. There's no. Oh, well, you know, I it's just a boy being a boy or. Oh, no, you're in <laughs> no, a no. lot of trouble, dude. <laughs> and I've talked to him about it. Like there are things that we don't do. We are not racist. We are not misogynist. Uh, we're not homophobic. We treat people with respect like those are non-negotiables in my house. And there were non-negotiables for my parents growing up too. Mm-hmm. They just didn't behave like this. Yeah. And wouldn't tolerate and, the behavior. You know, it's no. not. And again, it goes back to what we talked about with our core values episode, right? Like you can say that, oh yeah, we, we don't tolerate racism in this household. But I know a lot of people who will say that out loud, but then they'll go home and they'll be telling racist jokes and just chuckling. Well, and again, no one really believes her a racist. Exactly. No one really believes her a misogynist. They don't want to believe that about themselves, even though if they act that way. Yeah, yeah. So circling back, because we have blown our, our we have an outline for these shows and we have blown <laughs> this to pieces. Let's circle back a little bit. And one point I 
want to bring up. If you're listening and you've heard a lot of noise in the background today, it's because I'm watching my son and he's two. He likes to play with toys, but work's got to get done. Podcasts have got to get recorded. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reason I'm telling you this is because there are certain traits that are commonly equated with being masculine or being feminine, right? So if you if you look at what a masculine man is, uh, I, I think I fit the definition of being pretty masculine, Joe. I, I, I fought in a cage for money uh -huh. a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I do martial arts. I, I eat raw meat. I watch football. Uh, I mean, I'm a pretty manly guy. I live in a weight room. Yeah. You don't. Three, 240 you don't, pounds. You don't have a beard, though. So no, I, I don't have a beard, but <laughs> I mean, I, I think I'm a pretty masculine guy yeah. or what the definition of masculine would be. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason I bring up my son, because let's look up some other behaviors. I spend a lot of time with my boys. Yeah. I would absolutely love, I mean, talking to my wife, Lisa, she said, would you be okay being a stay at home dad? I would absolutely love it. That would be my dream come true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that makes me less masculine. Mm -hmm. and, and there is this judgment out there that if I'm the kind of guy that spends a ton of time with my kids, I'm somehow less of a man. Is that really a thing? And, and it's funny. I, I say that facetiously, but it's funny. Uh, my wife went away a couple of weeks ago to a powerlifting competition. Mm-hmm. And I had the two boys on my own and we had a great time that week. And so many of, of, of her friends and people that, that she knows were shocked that I was somehow able to be alone with the kids for a week, that I liked it, that I wanted to. Right, right. Because there's a lot of dads out there that don't want to. A lot of people don't know this with my first son, Landon. I was a single dad for a number of years with him. Mm -hmm. And I wanted him every day. But there's a lot of dads that are happy with every second weekend. It doesn't make me less of a man because I love my kids. And by the way, it doesn't make me less of a man because I can get emotional. It doesn't make me less of a man because my wife writes me a heartfelt Christmas card right. with some really touching words in it. And I tear up. It, it, it doesn't make me a man that I can uh, less of a man that I can express my emotions. Uh, I think the funniest example I have of that was when my son was born, I, I wanted to build some special memories with him. So I didn't want a standard baby book. So I got into scrapbooking. <laughs> yeah. So I joined, a, I joined a scrapbooking club. So imagine me going into the store it was called mom and me scrapbooking and going in with my sleeveless shirt, backwards hat, army cargoes, stomping in there and doing arts and crafts. Oh, you fit right in. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's actually funny. There was a woman who came up to me and she goes, son, are you lost? <laughs> I go, what? She goes, you know, this is a scrapbooking store, right? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty aware. I, I, I didn't confuse this for the gym. And it was funny because some of the women that were there started talking to me and they could not believe I was scrapbooking. Yeah, yeah. And, and my answer is, is I, I can't be a big, strong guy and not be into arts. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you know anything about me, I mean, really know me, you would know I did an English degree in university. That was one of my degrees. And I took Renaissance literature, mm -hmm. Shakespeare and drama, some acting, some restoration literature, uh, romantic literature, uh, romantic, not as in love, but the, the actual period of, right. of, of writing right. time. But I mean, this was all stuff I engaged in and that I really, really liked. Not exactly things you would equate with being masculine. And the real problem here, I think, and it goes back to this toxic masculinity thing, and hopefully I'm not being too long winded or confusing, but that there are these set traits that we've kind of defined as you 
have to be this way if you're a man right. or you have to be this way if you're a woman. Well, and I think that that goes back to are these terms actually defined, right? Because the actual definition of masculinity, uh, and, and I looked this up too. So masculinity is defined as qualities or attributes regarded as characteristic of men. Like that's kind of a vague definition. And, and that, no, and that, it, sorry it, to cut you off. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. So right, it, it's it's like what do men do, and that's what's masculine. And I don't I don't like that definition because if all the men on the planet started acting like assholes, then all masculinity is toxic masculinity. You know. And if some of the men are doing some behaviors, well, do then the, why do we include that in the definition? So I, I use in my own mind a different scale, and and this has actually been very fairly helpful for me in a, in a number of ways. But I look at strength and beauty. So the masculine side of the coin demonstrates strength and power, right? That kind of go getter, get it done kind of attitude. Beauty is much more of like the attractive. Uh, uh, the the introspective, the uh, uh, sunsets and flowers and things that do bring a tear to your eye. And so things that are masculine tend to demonstrate strength. Things that are feminine tend to demonstrate uh, uh, beauty. And there is a strength in beauty. And there is a beauty in strength. And so it's kind of like a, a yin-yang where these two elements sort of fit together and have a little bit of each within them. And so I, I don't like to just say, well, all men do these things because that's not true. Because I know men that are also very, very feminine. And that can doesn't I mean that they're, that they're, I, they're, they're not less of a man because they do feminine things. No, can I offer something to clarify, though? Yeah. What you're not saying, though, is that women can't be strong. Right. Or that men can't be beautiful. Right. Like, they, like these aren't these aren't just I mean, in general, in society, they are terms that people have put on a male or female side. Yes. But yes. they're not and they don't have to be mutually exclusive. Well, and I would point out that like a woman could be very masculine, you know, and a man could be very feminine. And that's OK. You know, it's Completely. not like not like one person is better or worse for going the other way. It's not like because, you know, you were born with a certain set of genitalia, you have to fulfill certain roles. And I think we all kind of agree that that sort of thinking is is passe and we need to get beyond that. Well, and that's why we have to be really careful with the terms we use, too. I mean, this is not on our outline, but I just kind of had this this epiphany. What does it mean when you tell somebody to man up? Mm -hmm. what, is that is that somehow I mean, the opposite of that is what you're acting like a woman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I mean, that's, yeah. that's what that says to me. There's this whole concept in literature about the white space. And, and what the white space means is imagine you're reading a book um, and, and you read the words. Well, what does the white space around the words say to you? Like, what are the unsaid things that kind of come to the forefront? Mm -hmm. Well, if you say man up, that kind of sounds to me like don't be a woman. Yeah. Well, now that's insulting. My wife and I had a talk about this actually about <laughs> men that call other people names like pussy. Yeah, yeah. Or bitch. What is what does that mean? Are you are you implying that that person's weak because they're a female? Because that's not okay. Yeah, and that's also implying that females can't be strong or can't well, be ferocious. Exactly, and that's the other side of the coin with all this. So back again to this kind of toxic masculinity stuff. I think we really need to, you know, have a discussion as a society about this behavior has nothing to do with being a man. <laughs> or or you can hear my little guy <laughs> yeah. in the background. Um, he's excited about this topic today. Yeah. But uh, uh, 
it has nothing to do with being a man or a woman. It's just general shitty behavior. And yeah. and now that my son is talking and he's in the background and we're going to try to do the best we can. He's making me <laughs> laugh to include this in the podcast. Um, it's it's kind of funny because, you know, somehow I'm judged by by staying home with my kid all the time or wanting to be a really involved dad or crying with my kids or trying to raise kids that are a lot more sensitive or frankly, I want to show them that it's OK for a guy to cry. Yeah. Or it's okay for a guy to be sensitive or you know what? It's okay for me to be scared or insecure too and teach him how to deal with that. Um, that's just stuff people should do. Yeah. Yeah. Not a, not a, not a female trait or a, or a male trait. It's just good behavior. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you should be a good dad. Kids need a good father and a good mother. Absolutely. Absolutely. And And, 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 uh, sorry, I'm, I'm just passionate about this, Joe, because I do get comments. I can't believe you spend so much time with your kid. Right. Wow. You're so brave. You, you know, you were, you're a single dad. What, what the hell does that mean? It's not being brave. It's not some weird thing. You know what I'm doing? I'm handling my business and looking after something I love more than anything else in the world. Amen. Amen. I think you know, that's, I mean, yeah. And, and I would kind of get my back up with this because I, you know, I would get, I would get judged. Like I, I remember actually it, it, it was funny um, with uh, Landon uh, who's 10, but when he was younger, people would ask me like, how do you do this? Like you never get to go out and like, what's, what's, what, what do you get at? Yeah. Yeah. You think going to a bar and drinking on a Friday night is more important than my boy? Nope. Not here. Not ever. So that's how I do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of funny, but judgments for sure. Trying to, 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 to get to a point where we can kind of start wrapping this up a little bit. It, it really just goes back to behavior. And I think it's it's so interesting in, in, in my mind that we were just talking about having a set of core values. And this is a topic where people's response have shown that they they're not embracing that. And their behavior is is actually reinforcing exactly what the problem is. And the problem is people are being assholes. They're acting like jerks. They're abusing their their privilege, abusing their positions of power. And that's not okay. And people are mad that other people are getting called out on that. No, and it's not okay to be offended when you do get called out. Like that's my other – the other thing that really bugs me is you have a guy who – well, I'll, I'll tell you actually a real story from my past. Uh, I'm in a bar in London, Ontario. It was an old bar called The Shot. Um, it was an old train station that was converted. And there was a guy and a girl there. And I uh, didn't know these people, but I was at the bar. And the guy grabbed the girl's arm, her forearm, and started to twist her arm, um, which usually results in something called a spiral f- fracture. Mm-hmm. So I stepped in between them. And I said, why don't you do that to me? And the, the, the guy looked stunned. Well, this is none of your business. And I said, I'm making it my business. What came of that is that guy and his friends decided that I was the asshole. And I got called aggro, yeah. which I think is some hipster term for being aggressive. Yeah. But I'm somehow the bad guy and the bully now. Yep. Um, that, that night ended with me being in a fight with that man and his two friends. Um, spoiler alert, it didn't end well for them. <laughs> Just so we're clear. So my uh, if you want to talk about violence being a part of toxic masculinity, I suppose I had some toxic masculinity that night. Yeah. Uh, just handing out life lessons because that's what I was doing. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I mean, that's that's how I handle that that situation. But somehow I'm the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is none of my business. You're being aggressive. And what grabbing that girl's arm wasn't aggressive. Yeah. Or or I see a guy slap a girl's ass and say, hey, you need to get laid. And I step in and say, hey, dude, that's not cool. 
Mm-hmm. Like, why are you talking like that? And then guess what? I'm uptight. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, men will just be men. Like, come on, man. Just laugh it off, bro. No. Yeah. What you did was wrong. Go apologize to her or I'm going to apologize to you with my fists. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's kind of where I go. But when people get confronted with this stuff, it's like the woe is me victim mentality. Right, right. Or, or, or you know, the, the person sexually, and I've heard this one too, a person sexually harasses a woman and the, the, the guy loses his job and people are like, oh, well, that's too much of a consequence. I feel bad for that person getting fired. <laughs> What do you mean you feel bad? <laughs> you, you mean to tell me there were no workplace rules that specifically stated that you could be, you know, reprimanded up to and including immediate termination? And, and even if there wasn't, you should get terminated. Because <laughs> I will tell you, if one of my instructors for my seminar program behaved that way, they would be fired in a minute. Not only fired, I, I cut them out of my circle of friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want people like that around me. I don't want them around my wife and I do not want them around my kids. Well, and, and I want to be very, very clear about something uh, specifically for our for our listeners. So so let me be clear. What we're talking about uh, uh, with this whole thing has a lot to do with positions of power. Right. And where yep. where you have great power, you have great responsibility. Right. Thank you, Spider-Man. Right. Thanks, Uncle Ben, because Bobby's power in most situations, as we talked about a little bit earlier, was his, his physicality, his ability to fight. And so when is it okay for someone to have or to express power? I think that's one of the questions that has to be answered. And the, and the circumstances that, that we've discussed here are, are situations where he stepped in to use his power to prevent someone else from abusing theirs. And so yeah, def- what, defending people is always OK. Bullying people is not never OK. And I think that's like part of the good news that that this conversation is happening. I think we still all can agree. It just seems surface. We all agree on one thing, and that's that bullies aren't OK. And whether you're you're a sexual bully, a physical bully, an emotional bully, an online bully, we don't tolerate that. We don't need to tolerate that. And so when you say, well, what can we do about this? Well, we as privileged men can stop tolerating it, right? We don't need, we don't need Gillette to step in and fix this for us. You know, for sure. But we we can also, so, so there's a few things here, right? One, we can put a stop to this behavior when we see it. If we are a party to this, I think we have an obligation to step up. Yes. Because and and not only because we wouldn't want this to happen to our sister or not because we wanted it to happen to this mother, we wouldn't want this to happen to anybody. Yeah. Like it's not good human behavior. So my thing is you see someone bullying another person, you see somebody treating another person poorly, you see someone sexually harassing another person, step in. Let them know it's not okay. And you know what? Maybe you're judged for that a little bit. Who cares? I'd rather be judged for doing the right thing than stand by and do nothing. And that's what a lot of us do. We just kind of turn a blind eye to it and men will be men. Boys will be boys. This is just the way the world is. It doesn't have to be. Well, and I think that, too, is it's a moment that you may want to take some reflection on. Because if you're, you know, six foot four, two sixty shredded, you might handle a situation a little bit differently than if you're like five foot two and a buck thirty. So so look at look at where your strengths are, look at where your positions of power are, and think about like, well, what could I do in that situation? And sometimes the only thing you can do is maybe speak up and have your phone ready to dial. And maybe what about what about 
about a group of people speaking up? You yes. shouldn't be alone in that because a lot of times these situations happen. I mean, look at the bar example. Again, back to the guy that slaps a girl's ass and says, you need to get laid. There's a ton of other people. He, This guy, I mean, you might be worried to confront this person that he's going to you know, be violent with you, but he's not going to be violent with 10 people. Right, right. And there are strength in numbers, too. The more people that confront this dude, the more likely he is to back down or apologize or not do this again because there's a very real negative consequence to yes. behaving like this. Yes, yeah. So so that's the first kind of thing. The second thing is I think by leading by example, I mean the first obvious one is to not behave like this. Yeah. But the second one is I always use situations that happen in politics the news in real life to teach my boys how to behave. Yeah. You know, like this is not okay. So if, uh, you know, a, a, a person uses the term gay in a derogatory way, mm -hmm. like that's, that's gay. Yeah. You know, I, you know, my son and I were watching a show and he asked what that meant. And I told him it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Like, here's the deal. Uh, little guy explained to him what homosexuality was and explain to him how it's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not okay to use a term like gay to put other people down because that's disrespectful and hurtful. Not okay. If yeah. we use, you know, hear somebody use the N-word, I explain to my son how A, that ain't never going to come out of his mouth. Right. And then number two, you hear somebody call somebody else that, you deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Three, if someone's getting bullied and you step in and you get in trouble for it, you ain't going to get in trouble with me. Right. Like, it's, it's funny. His school has this no hitting policy. <laughs> okay, cool. So you see a kid that's younger than you getting bullied and that kid can't defend himself. You happen to hit that other kid. Man, you might get suspended at school, but you and I are going to go on a field trip to, to whatever game store you want. Right, right. To whatever restaurant you want and you're going to be treated like a king that day yeah. because I will never be mad at you for sticking up for people who cannot or are not in a position to stick up for themselves. And let me also be clear about this. I'm going to say and, and, and teach my daughter the same things. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not just about like you need to be a man and protect that other person. Like, no, this is just good human behavior. Absolutely. Because some women won't look out for other women either. Right. Right. It's just about looking out for people who can't look out for themselves or are not in a position to. Yeah. And this stuff doesn't have to happen. I mean, that's the saddest thing about this whole talk. The amount of allegations that came out of the Harvey Weinstein stuff, the R. Kelly stuff, the the Usuri stuff uh, was the gentleman's name from the Dallas Mavericks. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is stuff that could have been stopped a long time ago and could have stopped a lot of pain. You know, um, and you see those things like it's not man or women's rights as human rights. Yeah, I find it interesting, too, that like once one allegation came forward, more allegations came forward because you did you did use the phrase earlier. There's strength in numbers. And I think once once people kind of break through that fear, uh, we all know that that's true. You know, like he might be able to dodge one allegation, but he can't dodge 10. He can't dodge 20. No, but people are scared. They're scared they're going to be judged. And by the way, they do get judged. They do. Yeah. Like how many times? Listen, I was a former police officer. How many times have I heard somebody say, well, she was asking for it? Uh huh. Whoa. Back up a second. She was asking for you to put your hands on her. Uh huh. Really? Is that what you think? And that's how people shame others into not coming forward. Here's another one. No one's going to believe you. Yeah. 
you're lying. Are you sure that really happened? Here's another one, an antiquated one, but it still happens where a woman makes a complaint of sexual assault and a police officer asks her what she was wearing. What the fuck? Sorry for swearing. I actually got in a heated verbal altercation with a cop I was working with. Time out. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? Uh huh. Really? You just asked a girl that's complaining about sexual assault what she was wearing. Like what? What she was wearing means that she might have deserved this? Yeah, yeah. Like – I don't care whether she was wearing a bikini, mm-hmm. a thong, her underwear, or a or a sweater and an ankle-length dress. It's sexual assault. It's not okay. How much have you had to drink? Again, just because you're drunk doesn't mean you deserve this. And yeah. so there's this whole behavior. And by the way, these are questions that police ask. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with anything? I mean, how would you feel as a father if, you know, you you, you brought you, your daughter down 20 years from now to the police station because she'd been assaulted and the first words out of the cop's mouth were, well, how were you dressed? I'd punch him. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Like not OK. But this is what happens to people that complain about this type of stuff. And so you've also got this barrier of you shouldn't say anything because you're going to get shamed. No one's going to believe you or it's going to be your fault because yeah. somehow you did something to to uh, put yourself in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's be very clear in any situation. Sexual harassment's not OK in any situation. No means no means no. Doesn't matter where. Doesn't matter when. Doesn't matter how much somebody's had to drink. It doesn't matter what they're wearing. No means no. So again, uh, you, you know, the strength in numbers thing is once a person comes forward, it kind of makes it safe for the other people to come forward. And yeah. by the way, if a guy was doing this to one person, he's probably doing it to other people. Yeah. It wasn't like this is a this is this guy's first rodeo, yeah, like a yeah. one time deal, right? And and I'm I would get the the impression, especially with like the Harvey Weinstein, that the 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 first person that reported knew that there were more and that oh, that sure. highly motivated them to come forward in the first place you know for sure and 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 we've now we've now i want to say cuz we got to wrap this up but we've transcended onto something a lot bigger than just toxic masculinity but i'm really glad we got a chance to talk about this because stuff like this is a real problem and you know what joe i'm not offended i don't feel under attack because i'm a man i'm very comfortable with who i am Right. Yeah. Me, yeah I mean, I'm also I, very. I, I watched the the Gillette commercial, and I I actually, you know what? This is not bad. This is this is a great message. No, for sure. And you know what? Listen, sometimes I get offended when people try to tell me what to do or how to think. Yeah, we all do. But I mean, honestly, what's wrong with a corporation spreading some good moral good? If they're right, I mean, really, like I, it's it's. It, better than some other forms of advertising I've seen. For sure. For sure. So, Bobby, in all of this discussion, I just have one more question for you. How should I act around women? <laughs> you know, you know how to act. I mean, the, 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 it's kind of like diet, right? Uh, it sounds like a funny question, and I know you're being sarcastic, but everyone knows how to eat and how not to eat. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what's right and wrong, I think. Just do what's right. Yeah, there we go. So today uh, we tackled uh, this whole thing about toxic masculinity. But let's be very clear uh, to recap kind of what our beliefs are. Just the fact that you're a man doesn't mean you're toxic. The, 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 our idea of toxic masculinity is 
a type of behavior. It's not, it has nothing to do with being masculine or feminine. It's a type of behavior that's just unacceptable. It's being an asshole, plain and simple. And that's the kind of stuff we should attack. I mean, I almost want to change the name to toxic behavior away from toxic masculinity, because I think that would open up a really good line of communication for people. Mm Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's something that's really, really in the forefront. And if you're listening to this, the main message that I want you to take from this is this behavior is not okay. And to start doing something about it rather than be outraged online at a commercial you saw or lashing out or feeling triggered. How about you start to have a conversation with people? How about you be a better, as you hear my little guy scream in the background, how about you be a better parent to your children? How about you start raising a better brand or a better uh, human? Put some work in with your daughters. Start telling them what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and what they have to put up with and what they don't. Yeah, and, and we're not saying you have to go punch a guy in the face. Right. No, no, if no, you no, see no. This stuff, listen. like absolutely not. But don't necessarily throw that out either. Right. Like think think about ways that you you can address these things. And maybe that's the conversation you need to have with your kids, with your sons and daughters. It's like what are appropriate ways to address this stuff when it happens? What are the options that are available? You know, and and and, and the mental exercise of trying to work your way through it, it, it becomes that that guide when you're in the situation. When you're sitting with your friends and you're having a drink, bring it up and talk about, like, could you imagine what would happen if this went down? How would you all respond and and have that conversation? And I think that's how we start going from, from, you know, angry posts online to actually positively affecting the world around us. Well, and angry posts online where most people don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah, or haven't even taken the time to watch the commercial, you know? That's exactly it. And it it, 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 frankly, like this whole thing makes me kind of sad because I think just outright diminishing, diminishing this commercial or dismissing it, it kind of shows how far we are from a solution. Yeah. Yeah. So this has been wonderful. Hopefully you guys got a lot out of this. Uh, the big thing is stand up. Don't sit idly by, uh, you see negative behavior in any aspect of life, step up and do something about it. So we'd like to thank you for listening. We really appreciate you spending your quality time with us. We know how much that means. We're busy guys. Um, we would like to thank our sponsors, Lalo Tactical, uh, best shoes and boots anywhere, company that I am involved with and that I love with all my heart and that stands for quality. Um, if you're interested, go check them out at www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus20 for 20% off any footwear. And then we'd like to thank Meat Locker. Uh, We've got a new code for you guys from Meat Locker. If you want some of the best steak on the planet, something you will absolutely love, you follow me on Instagram, uh, you will see how I eat. Uh, Use the code Maximus uh, and you get 15% off. And then finally, you want to learn more about me, you can find me at at Bobby Maximus on Instagram or Joe Cibula. Uh, Learn more about him at J-O-E underscore Cebula, C-E-B-U-L-A. Thank you guys for listening.